0: I'm glad you guys are here tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody tell me what we've been talking about for the last two weeks. Somebody that's talking to their neighbor, tell me what we've been talking about for the last two weeks. Love. Love. Thank you. That got more of you. Two weeks ago. What did we talk about two weeks ago? And yes, I know it was love, but what about it? True love. What did we learn about true love? What is it? Unconditional? Unconditional? (laughs) Beneficial? Sacrificial and original. Yes! We got them all. And what was, Hey, what was the last thing that I said that wasn't one of those four? It's a choice. That true love in our lives, it's original because it comes from God. It's unconditional because it looks past all the faults and all the problems and still shows love to somebody. It's sacrificial because true love makes us willing to give of ourselves. To give up some of the things that we might want to do, or our hopes, our dreams, we make sacrifices for other people. And it's beneficial because it makes somebody else's life better. That's what we talked about, true love. Last week, what did we talk about? God's plans for love. What is it? God God knows we have needs and desires, but what's his plan for love? Yeah, families. Marriage, he created us to be one man, one woman together for the rest of our lives. To have kids, to raise a family, to pass on to our children what true love is, because we have true love from God ourselves, so in the context of family, we can turn around and do the same thing for our kids. And that building block of society, that family, goes on and on and on for the church and for society. So tonight, we're covering the last week, Can Love Go Too Far? How many of you would say yes? yes? Yes, okay? How many of you would say no? Love cannot go too far. Okay. All right. Here's what, here's here's what I want to know. <clears throat> Does love sometimes make you do things that you would not normally do? Yes. yes. Does love make you do what might be considered stupid things sometimes? Yes. Yeah. Some of you okay, I don't I don't want to know what those are, but I believe I believe, I've, I've seen some people in my life do some pretty stupid things like get names tattooed on themselves when they're dating and then they break up and you got a big problem at that point. So yeah, that's kind of dumb. That's kind of dumb. So love, love, when we talk about love, but what about when we talk about, what about when we talk about true love? Can true love go too far? Why not? Because true love is Jesus. You see, here's where I think the confusion comes in, guys. Here's where we get confused, because a lot of times when we think about love, the true love that we talked about two weeks ago is not what we've got in mind. What we've actually got in mind is not true love, but true lust, and there's a difference there. True love, no, true love can't go too far. We saw what true love did to Jesus Christ on the cross. It took his life, and some people would say, whoa, that's too far. But the reality is, that's the kind of thing that true love does. So no, true love doesn't go too far. But true lust, what we consider love, or whatever name you want to give it, like, affection, romance, whatever you want to call it, true lust can go too far. And that's what we're going to look about in Scripture tonight. We're going to look at what Scripture says about how we guard ourselves from that. You see, last week we talked about God's plan for marriage, and we looked at it. Let's review it real quick. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 2, it says, But because of the temptation to sexual immorality, <coughs> each man should have his own wife, and each woman her own husband. The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights, and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time that you may devote yourselves to prayer, but then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. See, God shows us his plan right there, a husband and a wife together for the rest of their lives. That's his plan for love. That's his plan for intimacy. And see, the issue we run into is a lot of people want to live outside that plan. When they're dating, they start to treat their boyfriend or girlfriend like it's their husband or wife. They start acting like that boyfriend or girlfriend has the rights to their body. When Scripture clearly says, that's not the case, that's not what's going on here. And people will make the argument, well, well, what, what, if, it's a, what if we're comfortable with it? What if nobody's getting hurt? We're both okay with it. And the answer is, that's still not okay. And if there's no other reason... It's because God's word says that's not okay. If we really say that we're Christians, if we say we, <coughs> we believe what the Bible says about God and about the relationships and about marriage, we have to believe what it says right here, that we can't just do whatever we want to do in dating relationships. That even if we call it love, if we get into those areas that God has said are off limits for us in those dating relationships, it's not love. At that point, we're getting into lust, and that's where we have a problem. Even before you're married, ladies, you may not like the sound of this, but even before you're married, your body right now belongs to your future husband. It does. Guys, whatever you're doing in your dating relationships, your body right now, just as it is, belongs to your future wife. And Scripture tells us we don't have the right to give that away. Because that's supposed to be for one person. True love cannot go too far, but true lust can go too far every single time. Think about it this way, and I'm going to pick on the guys for a minute. Guys, how many of you like to go into Best Buy? Anybody? Why do guys like to go into Best Buy? Okay, Walmart. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sticking with Best Buy. Why, Why would you like to go into Best Buy? Somebody tell me. They have guitars and stuff, they have guitars, and TVs, and video games, and movies, and music. Big TVs. Guys, tell me if I'm wrong, can you go in and try out the stuff that's there? Yeah. It's cool to walk back there in that movie sound room and just sit down in that recliner with all those speakers turned on and that big screen, and you go in there and you test that stuff out, then you play with the games, and you do everything you can because it's all right there at your fingertips, and you get to play with it. But when you go in there and you decide you want to buy something, do you want the floor model that everybody's played with, or do you want the new one that's in the box? You want the new one. You see, the reason I ask that question is because, guys, there's a lot of girls that you treat that way. You act like you're in Best Buy, and you go in there, and you try them out, and you test drive them, like we talked about last week. But then when the time comes that you want to get married, you want a girl that's never messed around with another guy before. You don't want the floor model. You want the new one in the box, scripture says that's not okay ladies don't be the floor model don't let guys treat you that way don't let them do whatever they want just because you're in love because at the end of the day they're gonna want the one that's new in the box I'm just telling you that's the way people work scripture says we have to save our intimate relationships those physical relationships those emotional relationships for marriage. Think about it this way. When you get married, what else do you have that you can give to that husband or that wife that has never belonged to anybody else? If you give yourself away partially or wholly to some guy or to some girl, you have robbed your husband or your wife from the one thing that you had to offer them that nobody else has ever had access to. Other people have heard your words. Other people have heard your thoughts. Other people have have had access to every part of you. And my prayer and what it says in scripture is that that part of you is supposed to be for your husband or your wife. And nobody else should have access to that until that day comes. When we get into dating relationships, we play around on that line between being married and between being single. And eventually, if you do it long enough, You're going to fall off that line, and you're going to do things that you're only supposed to do in the context of marriage, and it's a trap that God doesn't want us to fall into because over time, and understand this, even if you've got Christian parents that say it's okay, that is not God's will for your life. It's not because over time, you are going to have regrets. Over time, you are messing up God's design for you and your future family. He's very clear about it. He talks about it again in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3. For this is the will of God. If you ever ask that question, what's God's will for my life? Here's a pretty clear answer for part of it. This is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God in other words if you know God and you say you follow God with your life you can't mess around sexually and still say you're following God with your life scripture tells us right there you're not in his will for your life if you're doing that you can't play around and and do whatever you want to and it not affect where you are with God I heard this statement recently I wanted to read to you so I didn't mess it up It says, if our relationship with God doesn't determine our romantic relationships, then our romantic relationships will determine our relationship with God. Think about that for a second. If the way you view God, if the way you know God feels about you does not determine how you date people, if you choose to date, then the way you date people is going to affect the way you relate to God. It tells us we got to put God first, guys. And that's what we're going to talk about in Ephesians tonight. Because in Ephesians chapter 5, there is some very clear stuff that talks about how we protect ourselves when we get into dating relationships. When we talk about true lust going too far, how can we stop it from going too far? How can we be, just like it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, how can we be in God's will for our life when it comes to our relationships? So let's jump right in there to Ephesians chapter 5, starting in verse 1. The first thing we're going to see about how we protect ourselves is that we need to focus on God. That's the very first thing that we need to do. Let's see what it says. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. You cannot honor God with your life and be an example for him and insist on having relationships that do not honor him you can't. It tells us right here that we're supposed to be imitators of God. You know, I, you guys hear me talk about my daughter sometimes. She's just over one years old now. And there are things that I do that she will copy blindly. The other night I was playing around with her at the dinner table and I don't know why, but I just leaned over and started growling at her going, and just baring my teeth. And after doing that about four times, she goes, and she does it right back to me. And she kept doing it. Every time I would do it, she would do it. And my boys are the same way, which unfortunately now they pick up on things I don't even know I'm doing half the time, and they'll start doing them. And that's the picture that he's given us right here in Scripture is that we're supposed to imitate God because we know God. My kids, they trust me. They trust that I'm going to teach them to do the right things. So they'll imitate me or they'll imitate Kathleen, and they'll just pick up some of those things that we do. That's what this is saying we're supposed to do with God. We're supposed to look at him. We're supposed to look at what his his word says, and we're supposed to trust him, and we're supposed to imitate him. We're supposed to read his word, seek his counsel, follow him where he leads us because he's going to protect us. Just like I'm going to do everything I can to protect my three children and keep them from harm, if they stay with me, if they stay safe, God says he'll do the same thing for us. But we've got to look to him. We've got to imitate him, especially when it comes to our relationships with the opposite sex. So we've got to focus on God first and foremost in any dating relationship we have and let him lead the direction that we're supposed to go, not all of our feelings and all of our desires and all of our hormones. We've got to focus on God. The next thing you do is we need to guard our body. Guard your body. In your dating relationships, starting in verse 3, but sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness nor foolish talk nor crude joking which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Now, the Greek word that they use here where it says sexual immorality, that word is actually pornea. And that covers all kinds of stuff. That covers adultery. That covers, I don't want to read it all, covers adultery, homosexuality, sex outside of marriage, pornography, whether it's on the internet or in paper form. It covers every single type of sexual sin you can think of. That's what that word means. And it says that that should not even, it should not even be named among us. What that means, guys, is we've got to protect ourselves from what society tells us is supposed to help out with relationships. That means the movies, ladies, that you watch, the TV shows that you see, the magazine ads that you look at that tell you you need to show as much skin as possible to get a guy to notice you, that's a lie. And you don't need to fall into that trap. Don't let the world tell you how you're supposed to act in your dating relationships. Because remember, that body belongs to your husband not to everybody else. Guys, that means when your friends are sitting around bragging about how many girls they've kissed or done whatever with, that means you keep your mouth closed. That means don't try and outdo your buddies. Don't try and have the biggest and baddest story because that's not what God wants for our lives. Stop chasing the girls that are wearing the things that society tells them they should wear. And they might actually stop wearing those things. And start being the kind of women that one day you're going to want to be your wife. You're going to want to be the mother of your children. They won't be the floor models. They'll be new in the box. That's what this is saying, guys. We've got to protect ourselves. And it's hard, but it can be done. I saw a news story just this week, and some of you may have seen it. There was a Victoria's Secret model who was supposed to be in the runway show that they do every year. And this year she wasn't in it. And people, they actually interviewed her wanting to know why she decided to quit modeling for Victoria's Secret. Here's what she said. It says, on December 1st, one day after the nationally televised Victoria's Secret fashion show in which she didn't appear, the model posted on her Twitter page, for all of you that were looking for me in the Victoria's Secret runway show this year, I wasn't in it. I have decided not to model lingerie because I personally feel I am not honoring God or my husband by doing it. My marriage is very important, and with divorce rates rising, I want to do everything I can to protect my marriage and be respectful to my husband. God graciously gave me this marriage and this life, and my desire is to live a godly, faithful life. That's a big decision, but that's the kind of decision that God calls us to. That when it comes to our body, when it comes to that husband and wife relationship, we belong to that one person. And I'm sorry, but walking around in somebody else's underwear is not saving yourself for your husband or saving yourself for your wife. We've got to protect our bodies. We've got to save it for that person that God has planned for us. But then it goes on when it talks about other parts of our bodies, it talks about our mouth. It says that those things should not even be named about us. It says that crude joking, that that kind of talk should not even come out of our mouths because it doesn't exemplify who Christ is. That means when you hear that's what she said jokes, you don't laugh because it's not funny. Because that's the crude humor it's talking about. That's the humor it's talking about that doesn't honor God when we get into stuff like that. It means you practice self control, and I'm talking to guys and girls here. Practice some self control. I don't care that you are 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old and your hormones are raging. You can still practice self control. That's why we've got to guard our bodies, guys, because that's what God wants for our relationships. The next one is to guard your heart. Guard your body, guard your heart. Protect it. It says in verse 5, For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure, or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. Ladies, I'm going to talk to you for a second, because from what my experience, you all struggle with this a little bit more than guys do, on guarding your heart. There are going to be guys who will tell you whatever you want to hear, and they are going to say whatever they need to say to try and make you feel special, and get you to that point that you feel so special that you know you are truly in love with this person, and then they will use you, and they will leave you. Guard your heart. Don't let guys use you that way. Don't be the floor model. Protect yourself. Because whether you believe it or not right now, God does have someone for you. We talked about last week, it's not a perfect someone, but it's the someone that's perfect for you. And God's working on them right now the same way he's working on you. Guard your heart. Don't let somebody with smooth words and a lot of flattery Take that away from you and take that away from your husband. Guard it. Guys, you have a big responsibility in this area And the way that you talk to girls and the way that you treat girls. God is preparing you one day to be the man of the house, to be the husband, the father, the leader. <laughs> Heaven help you if you have daughters one day. Remember the way you acted in your dating relationships you have a huge responsibility to help these women around you right now in high school guard their heart. You get to help them by the way you treat them. You get to help them by the way you talk to them. Because one day you are, God willing, going to lead a family and you get to teach your sons, if you have them, how they're supposed to treat their future wives by the way you treat your daughters and by the way you treat your wife. That's a big responsibility, but that's what God calls us to. That's the role he's put both of us in. Ladies, protect it. Don't let some smooth-talking guy come in and make you a disposable person. Guys, don't be that smooth-talking guy. Help guard the hearts of all the ladies that are in your life because you may not be the person that they're supposed to be with, but you can help them wait until they find that person so guard your heart. The next one is run from temptation. You protect yourself by running from temptation. Running. Let me say it again. Running from temptation. It says in verse 8, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are the light of the world. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is is found in all that is good and right and true, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them, for it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But with anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible, for anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. You, don't be dumb. You know when you're walking into a tempting situation. Nobody believes the line, it just happened. Because it doesn't just happen. The mistakes that we make in our relationships physically and emotionally, they don't just happen. We walk right into them. Scripture tells us to stay away from the darkness. It says to wake up. Know what you're walking into. Keep your eyes open. Shine the light to the places you're going and know that you're not walking into tempting situations. You know, I love the example when you look at Joseph in the Old Testament. It tells us that when his boss's wife came on to him trying to have sex with him, it says he ran out of the house. Not he said, no, I don't think that's a good idea and just kind of strolled away. He ran so fast that she was holding on to his robe. He left his robe in her hand. He got out of there so quick. We have to be that way when it comes to temptation, guys. We've got to run from it. We've got to get as far away as fast as we can, because if we don't and we play around with it, it's like fire. Eventually, you're going to get burned, and it's going to hurt a lot more than you ever thought it would, and it will take you a long time to recover from it. Scripture says protect yourself. Don't even put yourself in those situations. Get out of there. Ladies, you are a daughter of the king. That's who he made you to be. You have been bought with a price. You are his daughter. Don't let some guy tell you differently. Run from tempting situations. Guys, guys, You're son of the king. If God is your father, you are a son of the king. Do not let yourself be in those situations that is going to take chinks out of that armor that you wear as a son of the king. Don't do it. Run from it, guys. Protect yourself. Because if you don't, you're going to get hurt. And that's not what God wants for any of us. And the last one here. Simple. Be smart. Be smart. Ephesians 5, verse 15. Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. If you desire God's will for your life, you have to seek a life that holds no secrets. You have to seek a life that is a complete open book to God. Because one day, it's gonna be a complete open book to your spouse. One day, you're going to have to sit down, and if you've messed up in the past, you're gonna have to have those hard conversations. And guys, I can promise you, those are gonna be hard conversations. I've known enough people that have had to have them. That's not where you wanna be. Be smart about the decisions you're making now. Walk wisely The people you decide to hang around with, the people you decide to date, be smart about who you choose those people to be. Don't just go off and do whatever feels good and whoever's showing you a good time for that moment. Be smart. Don't ask questions like, how far is too far? I can't tell you how many times I've been asked that question. I hate that question. If you have to ask it, you're going too far. Plain and simple. Don't ask those questions. Ask questions like, okay, is this what God wants me to do? If I make this choice, if I do this in this situation, is this going to honor God with my life, with my body, with my heart? Be smart about the choices you make when it comes to dating. Be smart about the relationships that you choose to have. Because I can tell you this, you can't go back and undo some of the mistakes you make. You can't. God will forgive it. God can forgive it. God can help you start over and God can help you move on from this point on. But in the back of your mind, that's always going to be there. And that's not a place you want to be. If you're here tonight and that's a place you are and you've made mistakes, God forgives it. Start over from this day, right here, right now. Be smart. Protect your body, protect your heart. Most importantly, focus on God. Save yourself from this point on for your husband. Save yourself from this point on for your wife. You are sons and daughters of the king, the creator of the universe, and he wants nothing more for you than to know what true love is. Number one, from him. Number two, from the one that he has made for you, your husband or your wife one day. Ladies, you have an envelope that you're going to take home with you tonight. And I ask that you wait and don't read it here, but it's a letter. I did not write the letter, but I wanted to share the letter with you because it's a letter to you as a daughter of God about what he's got for your life. Please take that home and read it. Guys, I didn't give you anything. I'm sorry, but you know what? You don't need a letter. A lot of you, I think you know what you're supposed to do. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's time to man up and do it. It's time to be the men that God has called us to be. It's time to take the stance that when we hear our friends telling crude jokes, we're not going to do that anymore, and we're going to tell them to stop. (laughs) that when we decide to join in with our friends and the stories that they're telling, that that's not honoring God and we're not going to do that anymore. That when all of our friends are leering at some girl that's walking down the sidewalk, we're going to turn our head and look the other way. It's time to man up. Because like it or not, we do have a responsibility for the girls right here in this room. We do. Because they are our sisters in Christ. And that's what God calls us to do. we got to be smart. we got to protect ourselves. We have to be in God's will because God wants nothing more for us than to know what love is from him and from our future spouse. I ask you to bow your heads for a minute. I'm going to read one more verse to you while you've got your eyes closed and your heads bowed. It's 1 John 1, 9. It says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you're in here tonight and you've made mistakes in these areas already that we've talked about, God forgives all unrighteousness, everything. And right here tonight, you can decide, God, I want to start over. God, I've sinned against you. Please forgive me. And I want to do things different from here on out. If you're here tonight and that's you, and we're going to turn on one of those backlights so you can see what you're doing, and you just want the leaders to pray for you, you don't have to put your name on the card. You can just write, hey, I've messed up, pray for me. But I want to ask that you'll write it down on that green card and put it in the basket when the music starts. Because we want God's will for your life. We want you to experience love the way God designed it. And you can make that choice right here tonight to experience it that way. God, you designed us. You designed us with needs, with wants, with desires, God. And you gave us a plan to meet every single one of those. And God, I pray right now that if there's anybody in here, God, who who has stepped outside of your plan, God, you tell us you forgive everything. God, I ask, I ask that, that you will work in each one of our hearts tonight, God. God, that you will help each one of us in this room, including myself, God, to follow your plan for our lives when it comes to relationships and intimacy and the way you've designed love. God, help us to follow you.